Today on Lawyers Rising. You can see how many people are trying to tear them down at the same time people around them are building them up. It's amazing. Why it's so important to have others believe in you. Hello and welcome. I'm joined once again by the founder and chief executive of BCG Attorney Search, Harrison Barnes. Harrison, good morning. Thank you. Today, we're going to talk about why it is so important to have others believe in you. You know, we are raised in a culture where individualism is highly prized and focused on and developing yourself and becoming the best that you can possibly be is sort of the the end goal. Not to say that that isn't important, but you really want to emphasize here today how important it is to develop mentors and others around you uh, to give you support, to ensure success. Why do you think it's so important to have others to believe in you if you're going to have any success in your career? You know, I was kind of thinking recently about, you know, Donald Trump, how, uh, you know, he kind of became so famous. And a lot of it just happened because he got a television show and he wrote books about how great he was and, um, you know, and had people around him kind of building him up. And, you know, even Mark Cuban, who, you know, I mean, made money in kind of a just a, a ridiculous way, which is he put a bunch of links on a website of streaming, uh, you know, you know, sports games, uh, you know, the, and, and, and sold it to Yahoo for way more money than they should have. And, you know, it's just even he talks about now running for president or Bob Iger of Disney um, has been talking about it. And, you know, he was the former CEO or, you know, the former CEO of H, HP or you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger and, you know, uh, and who can't run for president, but ran for governor. But, you know, the, the people like that they become the most successful, I think they're, what they're able to do is they're able to kind of get a lot of people very enthusiastic about them and, uh, and believe in them. And, uh, and people that aren't successful really, I think, um, you know, for whatever reason, aren't able to do that. So the whole, you know, the more I think about it, kind of the whole world, whether it's about, you know, school or achievement in business or achievement in, you know, especially in groups of people, is about getting others to believe in you. And kind of giving you the confidence to take risk and and do things that you normally wouldn't do. Confidence can be a hard thing to develop in people, um, but others just seem to have it naturally. It's um, often said that uh, people are kind of born natural leaders, for example. We often use these phrases. So is becoming a leader or rather cultivating people to believe in you, is that something that comes naturally to people? Or is it is it something that you can develop, something that you can build up, do you think? Oh, I think it's definitely something you can develop. I mean, it's, it's uh, you know, the whole concept of, you know, becoming popular, where whether it's, you know, developing a business that's popular or getting other people to like you or, uh, you know, and becoming socially popular or, you know, or, or regardless of what it is, it's, it's really, I think, about, you know, making others feel like you're fulfilling their needs or feel good about themselves or something something, uh, you know, something related to that. And I think, you know, all that stuff is, uh, you can develop. I mean, I think it, it starts developing when, you know, you start communicating more authentically and when, uh, you, but, but mainly when you, when you, when you put in, uh, you know, an effort to really do well at something, you know, to, to really, to really be, be good. Uh, you know, for me, it's all, that's always been like a major, major thing. And I, I mean, I have people that work for me that, you know, started out working here for, 
you know, $15 an hour and now make, you know, well into the six figures. And I have, you know, lots of people that I've found, uh, you know, I have a guy that, um, you know, I found at a, um, you know, basically standing out in a street corner looking for work that, you know, now works for me, you know, three days a week and, and, you know, makes a pretty good living compared to what he used to. And, uh, you know, and, and I got him another job. So actually he works for me four days a week. Uh, you know, so well, not for me, it works for me three and someone else four. So, you know, but a lot of it is when you, when you put your head up and you, you, you put in a really good effort or you show an enthusiasm for something or, you know, you try harder than other people do and you have kind of a spirit that you're able to develop that makes your, you know, your work or your, um, you know, your interest in other people, you know, profound and, and meaningful. Yeah, it's interesting how success begets success and how it kind of has this compounding effect over time. Um, but getting that ball rolling in the first place can be difficult. And especially if you're untested yet, if you're still just a student um, and you're coming out, uh, it can be hard to have much confidence. And indeed, having blind confidence might actually be a bit of a hindrance. But can you talk a little bit about your own journey? Here you are, you've developed a very successful and large company. Um, what, and, you, and you have, as you mentioned, lots of employees around you and you have to lead people and have people believe in you did those skills come naturally to you or was it something that you had to develop well and you know you have to realize that even when um you know when even when you you know the even when you have people around you that believe in you you're always going to have people that are challenging you and maybe not believing in you but you know so that's that's another thing too is it's hard to be resilient i mean if you look at you know politicians and so forth just you know, you can see how many people are trying to tear them down at the same time, you know, people around them are building them up. It's amazing. Uh, you know, uh, but is it, are these skills that are developed? I, I think that the, the, the main lesson in terms of how do you develop these skills is you, you know, you just, you know, you put your head down and you just keep, you know, pushing forward kind of with everything that you got. And, uh, and you, you know, you have good intentions. You don't, try to hurt people you just you put your you know you try to do the right thing and put your head down and and work hard at whatever you do and you know and if your motives and like the way you're approaching business are pure then I think you could do well I mean there's a lot of people in business that uh, you know make money with with flash or with taking advantage of people or you know uh, like I was kind of reminded about this yesterday Uh, you know like I was uh, you know, sitting on the beach in uh, Malibu and, uh, you know, some neighbors were talking about this house that was like a couple doors down that, you know, several years ago it had sold for, you know, $18 million. And then, uh, and then it had sold for like, you know, 14 and then, you know, 12 and it's probably worth like eight. <clears throat> and the only reason it was able to sell for so much money is, you know, this, this uh, real estate agent was, that was selling it was able to find wealthy people and convince them that it was worth that much. But these are people that didn't have access to information and, you know, so he was just kind of manipulating them. And, um, and then the house is very, very cheap. It looks very, very nice, like inside, like they, even though, but just little things like, you know, for a house that expensive, like they were using like, you know, very cheap wood floors that looked like they were okay, but wouldn't last. So just you know, all these kind of things. So a lot of people do make money by, you know, tricking people or, uh, you know, like, you know, just games and, and so forth. And and that's, I mean, you know, that's not, 
like leadership and, you know, and everyone talks badly about this person. I mean, the, the leadership I think is, you know, when you, when you really apply yourself with good motives and you, you know, you really do want to do something positive or help people. And, um, you know, and I, and I think that's, you know, kind of the, the lesson is that, you know, leaders that, you know, have the best interests of people around them and, uh, you know, really make a concerted effort are the best. And, you know, but leadership is such a, I mean, I, I think you would agree, such a kind of a, a difficult subject, I mean, to, to understand. But, you know, I think leadership means, you know, in many cases that we trust the person and, and where they're coming from and, and not do not not trust them. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, it is a bit of an amorphous concept, isn't it? And, and you reference other kinds of politicians or successful business people that do have that sort of con man sort of thing going on, whereas others really do engender belief. Um, I'm thinking here of Dr. Fauci, for example, someone that's extremely competent, doesn't appear to have an agenda beyond trying to do a good job, and, and people really put their faith behind them. So leadership can come in a lot of different guises. And as you say, um, it may be real or it may not be real. Um, and when it comes to kind of developing that in yourself and, and developing the kind of confidence that comes along with that when you're early in your career, I think having mentors is really important and having people to kind of show you the way to arrive um, at these, to, to kind of develop these qualities. And that's not always such an easy thing to find. You know, I think in my career, for a long time, there wasn't a lot of mentors around. It was a sink or swim kind of thing. Um, eventually I did find a few, but it took a while to get there. So can we talk a little bit about that for a moment about mentors and developing them and, and seeking them out and, and why they're so important in your later career? I, I think I find for myself, it, it did give me not only kind of guidance, but also a kind of confidence that someone in their position would think highly of me. Um, very important, but it, it took a while to get there. Um, any thoughts about mentorship and how to develop that in your life? Well, I think that, uh, you know, I mean, in terms of kind of where mentors come from, I, I think that, uh, you know, anytime, you know, someone sees that you respect them and like them, uh, then I think that the, the tendency is to like you back. So that's, you know, so you, you need to, you know, show people you like them and respect them. And then once you do that, um, and if they see that you're making a real effort, then, you know, then they'll start kind of giving you advice and they'll tell you, you know, where your decision making may be wrong or where it may be good. And, uh, you know, and then they'll encourage you and tell you, uh, you know, things that are positive. I mean, I remembered when I was in um, high school, like, you know, I had this, you know, this uh, teacher and he just kept telling me like, this is what's going to happen to you. And like, you know, and I just, you know, at the time, I couldn't really believe it, you know, because I wasn't as good of a student as someone that, you know, should have been going to like, you know, an Ivy League type school and, you know, but the person believed in me. And so, you know, by, by setting, by constantly reinforcing that you can be at this level and kind of turning up the thermostat and not allowing you to turn the thermostat down yourself, like a mentor is, is someone that, you know, is very, very useful. And they, uh, they can show you, uh, you know, the mistakes that you're making and, um, and, and shortcuts and so forth. I mean, if I had a mentor, like just in, you know, I mean, just for example, in real estate, I mean, I would have saved myself years of, uh, um, you know, mistakes and being upset or a mentor, 
in uh, a law firm, I would have, you know, probably st- maybe stuck with it a little bit longer. I mean, it's just mentors make a huge difference because they can, you know, if we, if we really sincerely desire something, they can, um, they can bring out the best in us. And if, you know, and it's, it can be very, it can be very useful. Do you need help finding a legal job? We have the perfect solution for you. Harrison Barnes is a legal recruiter with over 20 years of experience. His new coaching program for job-seeking attorneys and law students will revolutionize how you search for a legal job. Visit coaching.oar.com to learn more about this revolutionary new program. Again, visit coaching.oar.com for weekly live legal career coaching sessions with Harrison Barnes. You know, you hinted at something there that I want to parse a little bit more, which is the kind of difference between having a mentor who really um, holds your feet to the fire and tells you what you can and really cannot do, um, as opposed to kind of developing yes men around you or people that just um, sort of give you blind compliments without much backing it up. I think all of us really want that. We want that kind of constant affirmation and you can see why people especially wealthy and successful people surround themselves by people like this that just never tell them no never tell them when they're doing something wrong but it's ultimately quite a a toxic thing to have in your life if you don't have anybody trying to set you straight and it requires a bit of confidence in yourself to be able to uh, admit when you're making mistakes again a hard thing to kind of delineate here but can you talk a little bit about that about the difference between yes men and and mentors well i think that uh yeah i think that a lot of times people uh you know it's it's very difficult like you know people kind of lock themselves into a version of how they want to see themselves and you know that's a very very easy thing to do like you know you'll just you know you'll kind of lock yourself into this way like this is the kind of person i am and um and, and and that makes you feel good about yourself and so you know, instead of like believing your, you know, instead of like challenging yourself and realizing what your, what your weaknesses are, you you will uh, consciously avoid people that are going to challenge you or, you know, or, um, you know, not make you feel good about yourself. I mean, I remember, for example, uh, you know, with my ex-wife, like, you know, I mean, I live in Malibu here and, and she used to go to all these parties where, you know, I mean, there'd be these, you know, movie stars and, you know, people that, you know, billionaire type people. And I, I just, I didn't want anything to do with it. I mean, I was like, you know, I don't, and part of the reason was, is like, it just, you know, it would make me, you know, realize, you know, how insignificant I am in the world and like would, you know, kind of detract me from, you know, like, you know, just, uh, you know, make me feel like I just hadn't done enough or applied myself. And that's my own insecurity coming to the, you know, and this was years ago. I mean, now I don't think, <clears throat> I've certainly grown since then. I don't think I'd have a problem with it, but back then I did. So, uh, you know, so I think with a mentor, like if somebody is pushing us and showing us the negative side of ourselves, like in what we could be doing better, it detracts from, you know, how we feel. So, you know, here, like at BCG Attorney Search, for example, like I have meetings with our recruiters on an ongoing basis. And part of the meetings are to show them different things they could do with, uh, you know, the attorneys they're working with and what they may be missing in terms of what they're not seeing or, you know, the mistakes they're making. And, and so I noticed a lot of times that, you know, like if people aren't, you know, doing a good job or they want to feel like they're a big deal and like they know everything that they'll always avoid these calls. And, 
you know, I, I probably would too. You know, I would, uh, I don't want to be uh, reminded of the things that I'm doing incorrectly. Uh, but I think, you know, you need to be in order to succeed. How do you get there? You know, you mentioned earlier um, being uh, uncomfortable at parties with wealthy, uh, successful, beautiful people. I think we've all experienced that at some point in our lives. Um, and it takes work to kind of get over those sorts of insecurities. Not all of us are plagued by these problems, but a lot of us are. Um, how, and there's lots of different paths to try and build up that self-confidence, right? Again, not a, a self-confidence kind of built on a lie, but like a, a really honest appraisal of uh, what you're capable of. I mean, how do you get there? You know, there's a whole industry of self-help books, religion, spirituality, therapy. Uh, there's lots of different paths. Um, are any or all of those worthwhile? What are your thoughts? Yeah, I don't know if uh, religion necessarily gives, um, you know, uh, that sort of, um, you know, is, is, is self-help, but I think there's a big use for it, which I'll talk about. And I, I don't know that self-help actually helps a lot of people very much. I mean, the things, you know, and I used to be involved in the self-help industry, and the things I don't like about the self-help industry is I think you can get confidence from it. But what the self-help industry does is it turns our attention uh, into ourselves. And so it makes us, uh, you know, very uh, egocentric, like it's all about us and our achievement. And then, you know, when you're thinking that way, you're kind of ignoring uh, a lot of the people around you, you know, and, uh, and, and, and that, and that the self-help can actually, in a lot of cases, you know, harm people because they, um, they become so, you know, inwardly focused and, and, uh, you know, aware of themselves that it hurts them. You know, one of the things that a lot of, uh, you know, self-help does and, um, and is, is, you know, a relationship with, with, um, you know, without your ego, which is, which is really what in, in many sense that religion tries to do, like religion, you know, tries to make you think of God. And so God is not you. And so you put something outside of yourself higher than you. And, um, you know, the recovery industry, um, does that as well. Like they talk about, you know, higher powers and, and things along those lines, because the idea is, is that, you know, you can get in trouble when you, uh, when you focus only on yourself. And if you focus only on yourself, then, uh, you know, then you're, you're just, you know, your, your, um, you know, your, your mind is just kind of running wild. And, you know, the, the one of the things that was very interesting to me is, uh, I forget the guy's name, but he was the one that started uh, Maharaji or something, the, the Transcendental in Meditation. And uh, there's a guy that lives in Malibu that was his right-hand man, uh, you know, and w when he kind of came over to the United States and he, he you know, he spent years kind of, and he, he said something to the effect to me once when I was talking to him and I wanted him to teach me how to do it, even though there's really not much to Transcendental Meditation. But, um, and I was talking to him and trying to ask him to do it. And, you know, I asked him what it was or something. And he said, well, you know, when you, when you really realize that like everything is just silence and there's just nothing really there, it's just, you know, but, but most people never hear that silence. They just fill it up with noise and hearing things and seeing things. And so, you know, his idea was that that's what meditation was about, was kind of getting to that realization that everything's silent. So to answer your question, like, how do you, uh, you know, get uh, self-confidence? I don't know. I mean, I think, 
you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I think you, um, you know, you either, you know, care about how others see you and which, you know, or you, uh, you know, you don't. And, uh, you know, there's, there's definitely philosophies and ways of thinking about the world that make people happy and give them self-confidence in ways that don't. I mean, you know, for me, like one of the most useful things that I ever did in terms of getting self-confidence was, uh, I read this book and I forget what the name of it was, but, um, it talked about, you know, the way to be really become self-confident is, you know, you just write down every night, uh, things that bothered you during the day or your insecurities. And then, uh, you just keep doing that every night. And then, you know, after a couple of weeks, you go back and you start looking at that list every day, you know, that, you know, is in addition to continue to write and you start realizing that all the things that were kind of detracting from your self-confidence, actually none of them really mattered. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I mean, that's, that's one of the ways I think you can get self-confidence. And the other is just, you know, once you start achieving things and things start opening up for you, then, uh, then you get more and more self-confidence and it just kind of builds upon each other. I mean, I, I can't believe how self-confident some people are. I mean, Trump's a perfect example. It's just, it's loony, <laughs> yeah. you know? Want to know how to protect your legal career during the coronavirus? Harrison Barnes, a legal recruiter with over 20 years of experience, recently hosted a webinar that explains everything you need to know. Visit webinar.oar.com to watch the replay and find out how you can save your legal career during coronavirus. That's webinar.oar.com for free training on how attorneys can save their legal careers during coronavirus. It's an interesting thing because I think we're kind of circling around a point that I want to put a, a finer point on, which is the difference between real self-confidence, uh, earned self-confidence, and unearned self-confidence. And uh, without mentioning specific people, I think we can think of some unearned self-confidence out there. Um, and I, I guess I'd like to kind of develop this idea a little bit more by talking about where you need to be in order to kind of develop those um, those successes. And if it's not happening for you and you feel defeated and you lack that self-confidence, it, it, again, it, it, that can compound that way as well. So can you talk about um, kind of recognizing the external factors that might be contributing to your lack of success? And here I speak specifically of you know, where you're working, the kind of firm that you're at, uh, the team around you specifically, maybe even the practice area that you're in, and kind of having a, an honest conversation with yourself about why this might not be working and maybe not to give up, but to look elsewhere to try and, and find some more success. Uh, again, there's some things you need to improve upon in yourself, but there's also a recognition of changes that need to be made externally. Can you kind of compare and contrast those with me? Yeah. I mean, you could be in the wrong atmosphere. You, you, like you said, you could be in the wrong practice area. You could be, you know, you know, all, there could be all sorts of problems. I mean, I remember when I was practicing law, uh, you know, uh, you know, in this first firm I went to there, that it was all these people from like, you know, Harvard Law School and you know, Yale and Stanford and all the, you know, it's just pretty much that was, you know, and they're just great attorneys. And for whatever reason, like the, the head of the law firm hired the son of a client uh, who'd gone to this just horrible law school. I mean, I think it's an accredited, it was an accredited one. I don't think it's in business anymore, but, uh, you know, and so the guy just, 
you know, couldn't get any respect from the people that were around him. And just, I mean, he must've just felt horrible. And then, you know, everybody that, anytime he would do any work, everyone would look at it with like, you know, grave suspicion. Like the guy probably didn't know what he was doing and, you know, all sorts of things. And then would gossip about, you know, it's a, you know, does it matter where he went to law school? I mean, I, I, I mean, I, I don't know, but I mean, it probably not. I mean, he probably could have been a good attorney, but you know, if you're in an atmosphere where everyone just thinks negatively of you and there's nothing you can really do to change it, uh, you know, and uh, that would be horrible for your self-confidence. So, you know, whereas if that guy were in a different atmosphere, he probably, you know, could do very, very well. So it's extremely important that you, you know, surround yourself with, uh, you know, and you put yourself in an atmosphere where you have a good opportunity of uh, succeeding and doing well because this particular guy probably never could have made partner he was never going to get the respect of his colleagues he was never going to get the kind of work he wanted you know just all sorts of issues and the other it, uh, the, the same thing happens when sometimes when people make big mistakes you know there's some mistakes you just can't recover from uh, you know so the people you're around can make a, a huge difference you could be in the wrong firm uh, you could be in the wrong practice area I mean you know, one of the things that's interesting is like, you know, corporate attorneys typically are people that are good at math and science and that sort of thing. And then, you know, litigation attorneys are people that like to write. And, uh, you know, and, and, you know, and even in litigation, there's different types of litigation. There's litigation for outgoing people, which is, you know, typ typical general commercial litigation. And then there's litigation for very introverted people, which is like appellate litigation. So, you know, it just depends. You have to be in the right atmosphere. And so a lot of what happens to young attorneys is, you know, kind of learning, you know, what works for them and what doesn't, you know, for me, a law firm would have been very difficult just because, you know, so many hours are required in one place and you have to really want to do that. And I, um, you know, you, you really, yeah, I think that's a good point. You have to find the right atmosphere and, and practice area. And I know this is the thing that you like the most about working uh, and starting BCG Attorney Search is kind of offering people these other options, taking people that are frustrated and, and maybe not succeeding to the level they want to and showing them another path, showing them that they're, they're not trapped, that there are other options. But that's a hard thing to get people to recognize sometimes, isn't it? Um, there's a kind of myopia that comes with working uh, in this industry and you're so focused on the task at hand that you kind of lose the forest from the trees. Can you talk a little bit about that, about having kind of, kind of give people a bit of a shake and showing them that there are other options out there um, that you can have success elsewhere, that you're not trapped? Yeah. I mean, a lot, I mean, the big issue is like with law firms. So a lot of times, uh, you know, law firms will, uh, you know, there's just different types of law firms. I mean, you know, and so people will, you know, maybe happy in a large law firm, you know, with has all sorts of structures and, uh, you know, in a certain type of culture, or they may be happy in a, in a smaller law firm, or they may be happy in, you know, working in one geographic area, not another geographic area. I mean, something I see some, so often, and it's just, for me, is it's, I don't know if disturbing is the right word, but may, maybe it is, is, uh, you know, attorneys that work in New York, like, you know, the, the atmosphere there is just so cutthroat and so many hours and so difficult and personal and, you know, that, uh, you know, many attorneys that go to work there just have horrible experiences and decide they never want to work in a law firm or practice law again. Uh, you know, and it's, it's like that for a lot of big firms and cities all over the country. And that's just not the reality. I mean, you know, when people join small law firms in, uh, you know, or mid-sized law firms in, in 
areas uh, in big cities or they join, you know, law firms in smaller cities. I mean, they typically don't have that experience. And a lot of times they stick with the practice of law much longer than, uh, than an attorney would that joins a small, that joins a huge law firm. And they just have a different experience. So people need to realize, you know, that the, the, the experience they have a lot of times is governed by, you know, the atmosphere. And just because you're unhappy at this point in your life, I mean, you know, deciding where you're going to spend the rest of your career at the age of 25, I mean, uh, or that you're going to exit, you know, something at the age of, you know, 30, because you're having a bad experience doesn't always make sense. I mean, you need to think very carefully about, um, you know, and learning about different atmospheres. So that's one thing I like that we do at BCG so well is we, you know, we're very good at researching firms and finding, you know, different places for people to work. We're good at, uh, you know, finding small firms and large law firms, putting, letting, giving people work in other geographic areas and, and all sorts of things. So, you know, it's, uh, there's a lot of things we do very well. I mean, there's things we don't uh, always, you know, do perfectly, but, um, you know, I think that's one thing we do well. You mentioned something earlier about how uh, you dislike the self-help industry with the way that it focuses so much on the internal uh, and kind of creates a sort of egocentric view of the world. And so too in your career, I think you can think that your failures or successes are entirely contingent on, on you and your personality and your work. And, and doubtless that has something to do with it, but really being, bringing people's attention to the, the values of the firm they're working at, um, the kind of work that they're doing, uh, the, the, the culture of the place that you're working at. These things maybe aren't emphasized enough, are they? And really are kind of critical to whether or not you're going to be successful in your career and if you're going to actually enjoy yourself while you're, while you're climbing up the ladder. Yeah, I mean, that's a great point. I mean, uh, you know, I mean, I, I you know, tell the story in, in an article about how I was working, you know, for a very conservative judge. And, you know, he was a great guy. I have nothing against him at all. But it's just, you know, he certainly, you know, I'm, I'm not extremely conservative. And, uh, you know, so, you know, if you find yourself working with people that, that don't have the same kind of, cult, you know, outlook you have on issues that, that can, that can hurt you, you know, it's not, uh, you know, it's because they're not going to appreciate, you know, aspects of you that, uh, you know, otherwise someone else might. So, you know, very important, I think, uh, you know, to be in, in, in an atmosphere where someone where, you know, the, the group supports you. And, you know, and if you were in a, you know, in a, in a, in a, you know, small firm, they may not appreciate you trying to bring in huge clients that, you know, or, or being, you know, there's just, there's, there's just different places that different people belong. Do you want to achieve complete career satisfaction and feel in control of your life? Then you need to try the Career Transformation System from Harrison Barnes, the most successful and well-known legal placement professional in the United States. The Career Transformation System is a six-week course designed to give you clarity on the direction of your career and help you lead the fulfilling life you've always wanted. For a limited time only, we are offering the Career Transformation System at a considerable discount. Visit transformation.oar.com to learn more. That's transformation.oar.com for a six-week course designed to transform your legal career. 
You know, at the risk of ending this conversation with a shameless plug, I think one of the big takeaways I have after this conversation is if you're in a situation where you feel like you're lacking confidence, you're lacking success, people don't believe in you like you think they should, you know, having kind of someone to talk to like at BCG Attorney Search to give you some guidance, to give you an outside perspective is hugely beneficial, if only just to hear another opinion. Because if you're just inside your head trying to figure these things out, you're not always looking at things very clearly and just having a kind of dispassionate outside observers really, really beneficial, I think. Yeah, it is. And I mean, you know, we don't have the resources of BCG to work with, you know, even a small fraction of the people that, that, I mean, well, actually we do have a small fraction, but I mean, to work with most people that approach us. I mean, I do have a, like a career counseling uh, thing where I kind of ask questions, answer questions uh, and, you know, give uh, webinars and so forth. It's called uh, or.com, O-A-R.com. And, uh, and that's something that, you know, people can do. Or, you know, they're, you know, talking to career counselors is good. And if you had a mentor, that would be good. Uh, you know, one of the problems with mentors a lot of times, though, is that they, they, they may be, in kind of, you, you may be actually serving their needs. So, you know, if you're working for a mentor, you know, they, uh, want you to do work for them. So, I mean, that's, that's, you know, and if you give them doubts about working, then they may not want you to do that anymore. So it's just, you have to be careful about your mentors, but you know, at the same time, I mean, I think, uh, yeah, I mean, talking to people and having people to bounce ideas off of is a great idea. That's a great place to end this Harrison. Thanks for making time for me. Thank you. That's all the time we have for this edition of the show. If you're a lawyer looking for change, go to bcgsearch.com.